most recent year, 21 to 22, California lost on net balance 425,000 people. They bring their incomes that they were making in California to these other states. What do you think would be the impact for California? We're talking huge, a huge loss. It's easy to ignore it when the numbers are small, but not only are the numbers getting bigger, but this cumulative effect is becoming more significant as well. The true wealth of a nation, the people, the human capital of people. When you lose 425,000 people, that's lost to the state in the future. My guest today is Dr. Jim Doty, economist and former president of Chapman University. Today he'll talk about the growing trend of people leaving California and what impacts it has on the state. It was only in January that the governor was talking about a surplus. Here we are only six months later, we're talking $30 billion deficit. If we have a weaker economy, that deficit could easily, easily move from $30 billion to $60 billion. I'm Siamai Karami. Welcome to California Insider. Jim, it's great to have you back on. Welcome back. Always great to be back, Seymour. So, Jim, we want to talk to you about California Exodus. And we just had our documentary. You were, you were in the documentary. Yeah. And, and one of the comments you made, you said we lost 18 billions of AGI. But um, the recent data came out that it says now it's $29 billion that the California state has lost. Can you tell us what's what's happening? Yeah, first of all, the, the, these are data that come from the uh, Internal Revenue Service, and uh, they track uh, the, the people who are filing taxes and what states they're filing taxes in. So, for example, if someone from Illinois decides to move to California, the IRS knows that Illinois lost income and California gained income. Correspondingly, if someone leaves California and goes to Texas, we've lost that AGI. Uh, so uh, on net balance, turns out that California is losing AGI. Not surprising, given the fact that the most recent year, uh, 21 to 22, California lost on net balance 425,000 people, almost a half a million people. They bring their incomes that they were making in California on that ba basis to these other states. So we lose adjusted gross income. Income generates jobs. It uh, generates profits. It generates economic activity. And it generates revenues for the state. So that $29 billion was the income of all these people that left versus the ones that came, came in. But there was more people that left. Yeah. So that $29 yeah. billion would go somewhere else into yeah. another. There's something else very important. Most people don't realize this. Uh, Art Laffer, the f famous economist, great economist, who, of course, worked with uh, President Reagan and became famous for the Laffer curve, uh, the curve that suggests that if you reduce taxes, the government could actually increase revenues because it spurs economic activity. Anyway, the two of us wrote an article that will, will be published soon. And uh, it points out something most people don't realize, and that is, let's take that $29 billion in lost AGI, adjusted gross income. 
That's that's the bottom line on your taxes. That's where you that's pay. That's what you declare. You pay your deductions yeah. after your deductions. This is after all the, the deductions, other adjustments. Okay. That's what you pay a tax on, both the federal tax and the California state income tax. What people don't realize is that's cumulative. Let me give you an example. If we go back to 2018, and let's say we lost, I'm just going to pull a figure, let's say we lost in AGI that year uh, $10 billion. That $10 billion that's gone in 2018, that could have been here in 19 and 20. 21, I 22. See. So it's cumulative. So it's a lot more There's because the year more. before, you, as you mentioned in the documentary, it was 18 billion the yeah. year before, yeah. right? right? And then the year before that. So it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger it's as people. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's cumulative. So if you lose 10 in one year, that 10 is lost for the next year and the following year. So ev every year, as you continue to lose AGI, it's cumulative. And uh, our, our figures show that f since 2017, California, if you accumulate it from that year, 2017 to, to 2021, not even 2022, just because we don't have IRS data through 22, but through 21, we've lost $475 billion, almost a half a trillion dollars in California AGI. We're talking huge, a huge loss that's... So between those five years or...? Cumulative. So if you take the loss in 2017, which by the way, we, we estimated $13 billion, and that's lost every year. I mean, in other words... Yeah, you add them every you year. You have okay. to add them yeah. cumulatively. And so, so total, the proper, the so total is half a trillion. Yeah, almost a half a trillion we could have had if we didn't have that loss of people and the AGI over that time, California would have adjusted gross income now of almost half a trillion dollars. We dug into the data ourselves, and here's what we found. In 2018, 32.4% of the income lost was from people making over $200,000 a year. In 2019, this number grew to 44%, and in 2020, 58.6%. And finally, in 2021, the last data that we have, it reached 68.9%. So high-income earners are leaving California. What is the impact on this, of, of all this loss? Lost jobs, uh, problems with respect, fiscal problems relating to uh, the, the state, the budget shortage that we local, have now. Uh, local jurisdictions, like the uh, the recent announcement of a thirty billion dollar uh, deficit in the state of California. The governor just announced that thirty billion dollars, and uh, we believe that if there's a recession this year, that deficit could easily, easily move from thirty billion to 60 billion. It was only in January that the governor was talking about a surplus. Here we are only six months later, not even six months, and we're talking $30 billion deficit. And if we have a weaker economy than what the uh, governor's uh, expecting, uh, the loss can easily go to $60 billion. So these, this loss of budgetary funds is occurring because people in the state uh, left, right. Uh, left. Here's the other rub, much more important. 
what Art Laffer and I recently found is not just the overall loss in AGI. That, that 500, almost $500 billion loss, that's from all income classes. The governor, when he talked about this $30 billion deficit, he basically said this deficit is occurring because California has a progressive income tax. We, and he's right about that. We go from a 1% tax, the lowest $10,000 AGI and under, all the way up, now there are nine different tax rates, and goes up to the highest rate of 13.3%. The governor went on and he said that 50% of the revenues that we receive in income tax, the state of California, paid by 1% of the population. 1% pay 50% of all the revenues that are generated. Old country soaps are handcrafted, long-lasting soap bars made on a farm in South Dakota with soothing natural ingredients without harsh chemicals that can dry out your skin. They can produce a creamy lather unlike anything you've tried before. Just a great American-made product that will leave your skin feeling soft and smooth all day long. The soap is multi-purpose. You can also use it for your hair, it's great for shaving, and safe for pets. Every order comes with an exfoliating soap bag. It can hold smaller pieces of soap and can prevent soap bars from slipping out of the hand. After each use, just leave the soap bar inside and hang dry. It will last a long time. This company does not sell on Amazon, so go to oldcountrysoap.com and reward yourself and your loved ones. Use promo code INSIDER and get an exclusive 20% off your order. Let's support a company that brings back traditional American values and American manufacturing. Now let's go back to the interview. So, so the richest people, the 1% richest people that have the highest income are paying half of the 1% revenue. paying half the revenue. And the governor proclaimed that and was very positive about it. He was proud of it, that, uh, that only a few people are paying most of the tax. But what Art and I found, Art Laffer and I found, is that not only are we losing people in AGI, but most of the loss and an increasing proportion of the loss are those that make $200,000 and more per filer, each filer. So we're able, the IRS reports the movement of people who are 10,000 and under, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, all the way up to 200,000 and over. So we looked at that category because they're paying most of the tax in California. And it turns out that we are losing more of the high income earners than the low income earners. And it's an increasing proportion of the total loss. So when we talk about uh, uh, the fact that uh, California lost 425,000 people in, uh, from 21 to 22, 425,000, many of those people and a growing proportion of those people are high income earners. It seems like these people are more mobile, like the people that have the highest income. Not only more mobile, but have the greatest incentive to leave because they're paying 13.3% in uh, marginal state income tax, not even considering capital gains, just the 13.3 marginal tax on their AGI. 
they have the greatest incentive to leave the state because they could move to states like Texas. Arizona has a very low tax. Texas has no income tax. Increasingly, Nevada, uh, which has no income tax, and Florida. And these are the states that are experiencing significant increases in net AGI. They have positive flows, whereas California has a negative flow. And this is also, and the businesses are leaving too, right? In the documentary, you mentioned that a good portion of CEOs, you, inter you guys had a survey of, of CEOs. We recently at Chapman, along with uh, UCI and UCLA uh, and UCSD, the University of California at San Diego, we worked together to formulate a questionnaire that we sent out to chief executive officers of companies throughout the state. And we asked them, how, how do you feel about doing business in California? What are the prospects of your business relocating out of the state? And we're coming back with uh, as many as 50% of the CEOs suggesting that we're planning to leave California in the future. Uh, why? The two things that were cited high taxes and high regulation, and the second thing, high housing prices. Can you elaborate what's happening? One of the comments you made on the documentary is that we didn't cover big businesses leaving. We, yeah. covered, we focused more on the small businesses. Yeah. Roughly half of them uh, stated that they are uh, contemplating a move out of California. And something like a third not only are considering, but have planned plans in place to move the state uh, from the from the state those that means that the jobs they have in the state will move elsewhere that's part of the reason why people are leaving the state of California because they're following jobs and now these corporates that you interviewed are they bigger companies what size companies oh no they're, they're larger companies uh, but we did a sample a stratified sample where we took different businesses so all the way from small to larger. But of course, the larger companies that are leaving are the ones that will have uh, the most the better, significant better pays, better jobs, impact. Right? Exactly. Well, they have more people, they generate more jobs, they hire higher income workers, and uh, because uh, a corporate headquarters has high talent in R&D, research and development, business services, financial services as well. And one of the other things you mentioned when we were doing the documentary, you mentioned that uh, you're a professor, you have students, you've built a really um, good university here in Orange County. Now, you mentioned the loss of human capital is like the biggest factor in all of this. As more and more people leave the state, it's not only a loss of tax revenues, the greatest loss to an area, to a state, is uh, the loss of human capital. Not just jobs or business, but personally, human capital. That's the greatest source of wealth. And if graduate students that don't even stay in California, but move to Texas and Florida, it will have a negative impact that is magnified because we're losing our best and brightest. How many of you, when you graduate, plan to leave and go to another state? Okay, why do you plan to leave? I think everything's too expensive and I I just don't like a lot of things about it. Oh, okay. That's what a lot of people you're not you're not alone. Can you explain what do you mean by that? 
You know, Adam Smith was the one who wrote Wealth of Nations, uh, the, the Bible of, of the free market system, wrote it in 1776, the year uh, our founding fathers came up with uh, our Declaration of Independence, declared our independence as a nation, same year. And he pointed out that the true wealth of a nation, that the people, the human capital of people, not industry, companies, resources, it's human capital. And what I'm worried about and what I mentioned in the documentary uh, is the fact that uh, when you lose 425,000 people, and now we are finding that many of them are what we call high value added workers with a lot of human capital because they have a lot of educational training, that's lost to the state in the future. And the fact that I'm involved with Chapman University, I served as president for 25 years, we established a new uh, school of engineering, uh, and uh, we expanded our science school, our health sciences programs, our business program, which is a nationally accredited school of business. These, these are individuals that you want to keep in an area. You want to keep not only in the state, but in Orange County. You invest so much. The state of California invests heavily in the UC system, the Cal State system. There's a great deal of investment because they're subsidized by government, by the state government. So we're subsidizing those graduates. There's a reason for that. The idea is that, well, the state subsidizes them because those workers have great human capital. They will generate jobs, economic prosperity, higher income for people living in the state. They'll support more business creation. If you lose them, you've lost all of that investment in human capital. What do you think would be the impact for California? You know, we, we have, it seems like we're losing some people for, for the it, because they have higher income, the, the taxes are too high on them. And then it seems like businesses are leaving, so some so they're taking some of these employees. And what about the younger people? Do you think they are leaving too as they're... Well, no question. Yeah, younger people follow jobs as well. Graduates of Chapman, they're going to be looking at high-paying jobs. And not only will be they looking at high-paying jobs, younger people are thinking about forming families and buying a home. And looking at the price of a home in California versus what it might be in another state where they can afford a home, a starter home. They can get a, a you know, piece of the American pie, if you, if you will, that starter home where it's much more difficult in California. And these are the people that have careers, future careers that they will have in other states, raising children in other states, and we have lost that. That's that cumulative loss that I talk about. You lose that in 2023, let's say. That's a loss that's going to continue to in 24, and 25, and 26, and so on. And it's cumulative. And it's beginning to affect the state. That's why people wonder, why is it with a $30 billion deficit, the governor didn't come on and support tax increases? always been the case in the past. We have a deficit. We have to increase taxes. Generally stick it on the wealthy. We have a progressive tax. Let's soak the wealthy. That's not going to cause a loss of votes because they don't have that many votes in the ballot box. Uh, but we didn't get that this time. The governor didn't, pro even though he was receiving uh, uh, 
pressure from, from the, the assembly and the Senate. Let's increase taxes. Let's put a special, let's increase corporate taxes. The governor resisted. Why? The governor's beginning to see the light as well. It's becoming obvious. When you lose almost a half a million people, 425,000 that we lost in one year, that's the most recent year. By the way, that loss in 2022 is not even reflected in that figure I gave you earlier of a half a trillion dollars of lost AGI. That only because goes the data is not available yet. Because that only, that's IRS data only through 21. So in 22, it's, it's, it's going to be even bigger because uh, we're talking about much bigger numbers. Uh, instead of, uh, uh, I think it was 275,000 loss in 21, which increased to 425,000 net domestic out migration, that will certainly affect adjusted gross income. And the governor is seeing the light, thankfully seeing the light. So here's the rub. Instead of, uh, thankfully, he resisted a call for an increase in tax. What the governor should be doing and thinking about and what real leadership is necessary for the long run health prosperity of this, of this state is to reduce tax rates, not just keep them where they are at like 13.3%, but reduce them. Because we are competing with other states that have no income tax. Now, Jim, you have been studying this since you mentioned this trend uh, has been with us since 2011, but we just didn't feel it because it was a small amount of people leaving uh, compared to the ones exactly, coming in. Exactly, exactly. It's been gaining momentum, and it's easy to ignore it when the numbers are small. But not only are the numbers getting bigger, but this cumulative effect is becoming more significant as well. Now, for some of us that are not economists, you know, what, what is the impact of all of this? Some people may say, okay, this is great, like the housing costs will go down, it's the traffic will go down, and uh, you, you are very worried about this. Yeah, yeah, well, and it would be, let's say you have, you, I have kids that, uh, uh, I have a grandson that's going to be going to UC Santa Barbara, fine school, um, and the uh, state's going to be uh, making an investment in, in my grandson because they subsidize public education. There's a good chance he'll leave the state because that's where the jobs are. Uh, so we'll lose our best and brightest, our youngest, and, and how is that reflected in reality? Parents, grandparents, they're gonna see increasingly that these people, their relatives, are, are leaving the state. So you have that. People own businesses. You're not gonna have as much business. You're not going to have as much prosperity uh, because people are leaving the state. Uh, those, uh, those corporate headquarters that uh, rely on high-value-added workers, they leave. Uh, then uh, not only public schools but private schools uh, will see that many of their students are accepting offers in other states as well. Uh, you'll generally find that uh, the, the kind of infrastructure that's supported by a vibrant governmental system at the state and local level, not just the state level, but the local level as well, as they become starved for, for, for taxable income, they're they're, that means that will put downward pressure on public municipal services. It will increase homelessness because it increases poverty, which increases public costs. Uh, so it has a multiplier effect. 
Uh, more people are homeless because they don't have jobs. Uh, as a result, that requires more, not less, in the way of state and local support. That won't be there. So the problem gets worse and worse. And in the documentary, one of the conclusions we gathered, you had a point about the state leaders focusing on other policies, like climate-related policies and other policies. And one of the conclusions we gathered is that, that there is a huge disconnect between what the state leaders are working on and what the people need. Do you agree with this? Well, what are your I agree. And, and not only are they not focusing on the, the proper issues, but they're not going to the root cause of a problem. Homelessness is, in many respects, not a root problem, but symptomatic of other problems that the state is uh, challenged by. Uh, things like uh, uh, lost jobs uh, and lost state and local incomes that cannot provide the kind of support that it needs. Uh, High-priced housing leading to greater homelessness, less job creation. If you're not creating not only jobs, but higher paying jobs, the people who are getting menial jobs don't have the income to support not only buying a home, but even renting a dwelling and become tragically a homeless victim. What are the solutions uh, for, the, for the state? If you were to, um, if the, all the legislature and the governor would listen to you, how would you help them solve this? Well, they're not going to listen to me. Uh, I'm not even sure they'll talk to me, but, we're, but hopefully the message is getting through. They probably will watch this video. I hope, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, and they do watch the program, we know that. Well, I hope they watch the documentary because that was extremely well done. And it also pointed to the fact that the state is experiencing not just homelessness, but increasing crime rates that is victimizing business, small business owners. There's a great story, a sad story, tragic story, about a small business owner who's leaving the state uh, because of uh, because being a victim of crime. And it's so rampant, we don't have the kind of municipal security services, public safety services uh, that, that the state or local areas can provide. So you're losing those people as well. What's the solution? It's hard to see how we're going to get there, and that is we have to reduce tax rates. We are finding at Chapman and our Center for Economic Research that the root cause of companies leaving um, the, the state, jobs, people, lost AGI, all of these things relate mainly to the fact that California is the 49th highest state in terms of state and local taxation. Just under number 50, New Jersey, and just ahead of New York State, also states that are in dire financial difficulty because of the high tax state. What's the solution? You don't have to be <laughs> a genius to realize that what needs to be done is you need to not just hold rates steady, but bring them down, bring the rates down so we're not number 49, maybe as a strategic plan, what do we do to get to number 40, to get to be number 30? Can't be done in one year. But what Art Laffer showed through the Laffer curve and what we talked about in our recent research and recent article that we published on AGI is that 
by reducing tax rates, reducing tax rates, you can actually produce more income. Just think, Siamok, if we had that 400 and 75, if we had almost a half a trillion dollars in that AGI. That would generate more taxes, and then we wouldn't have to. Think of how much taxes that would generate. For if they the didn't sales leave, tax, if they for didn't other leave kinds the, of taxes, yeah. I'm just looking at the income tax. Just looking at AGI in terms of the income tax, but all the other taxes as well. Think of what positive impact that would have if we reduce taxes enough to keep those people from leaving the state. But right now, if you're in that 200000 and over and you're paying a marginal rate of 13.3%, and in one fell swoop, Which is by like crossing, by crossing a boundary to Nevada, into yeah. Las Vegas where they're developing higher income residential areas, you save 13.3% on your marginal tax rate. That's not chicken feet. And that's why people are doing it. The Laffer Curve when he wrote about that during uh, the Reagan presidency, that related to federal taxes. But on the federal level, it's much more difficult for people <laughs> to cross national boundaries. To, they're doing so. They're moving from <laughs> the US to Costa Rica, to Portugal, to Europe, and so on, but in small numbers. But to state to state migration is- It's so easy. So easy. And you save a lot of money, and uh, that means the Laffer curve has actually more bearing, more ramifications, and is more relevant at the state level than it is the national level. Now, besides the taxes for these big businesses that you talk to, the CEOs, and is there anything else that- Yeah, there's regulation. Know? It's not just taxes, but they go hand in hand. So when I talk about Number one priority, bringing down the tax rate. The other thing they have to do is bring down regulation. In fact, regulation was cited by uh, CEOs as the number one reason because you can imagine when you're running a, a, a corporation and you have business regulations that are hamstringing the operation, making it much more difficult to expand, to, uh, to conduct business uh, in the state, particularly manufacturing businesses that have all kinds of environmental regulations. That's another issue that needs to be dealt with uh, expeditiously and a high degree of priority. You mentioned that these environmental laws that we have, even if they were, even if we were perfect as a state in terms of not having any emissions, in the documentary you mentioned that it doesn't have a really big impact globally. Yeah, Can globally. you explain that? Global warming is a global issue. Glo the name, global warming, it's a global issue. And when you look at uh, China's pollution, which is the m most polluting nation in the world. That's pollution that's not confined <laughs> to China. Talking about people leaving or being footloose and migrating, pollution migrates. It's a, and the, the, the impact that California can have on, this, on global warming is minuscule. Y yet the cost is huge, huge to the state. So, so the state is taking on a disproportionate responsibility in responding to global warming when it should be giving much, much higher priority to maintaining and enhancing the prosperity and the economic vitality of the state. Now, do you have any thoughts for the people that are watching these Californians that are looking at the state and they, they care? 
absolutely put pressure on our government. I'm not talking about voting Republican, Democratic, Libertarian. Put pressure on your public servants to do something about reducing regulation and a call for a reduction in tax rates. Do you have any other thoughts? You know, this is something that I often believed at Chapman. There are all kinds of things you can do. Uh, and there were all kinds of things we could do at Chapman when we were uh, transforming the university and moving it from a small little college to a, a, a comprehensive university of national stature. We accomplished that. We did so by focusing on the, on the central issues that need to, be, need to be taken care of, recruiting the best and brightest students and faculty. When you can do that, all kinds of good things will happen, and they did happen. It encouraged donor support. We were able to enhance the campus. We were able to uh, produce the kind of campus facilities and educational infrastructure that brought more uh, uh, students, better prepared students, and donor support to the university. It was like a self-fulfilling uh, uh, philosophy that ultimately led to the transformation. But we focused on basically two things. What can we do to increase uh, the, the uh, ability, the uh, preparedness of students, and bring the best and brightest faculty? Miracles happened after that. In the same way, let's focus on the major issues in California, namely reduce taxes, reduce regulation. And you know what? If we can do that, people will stay, we will have greater prosperity, and we will begin to generate the kind of vital economy that can finally do something meaningful about the problems that we're facing. The other problems like homelessness, like crime, like an educational system, especially in our inner city that's failing. Those are issues that need to be dealt with, but we, re what we need resources. Dr. Jim Doty, economist and president emeritus at Chapman University, it was great to have you on California Insider. Thank you, Simeka. Thank you for the work you're doing and getting the word out. If you like the show and our content, you should go to insiderca.com and sign up to our newsletter because we never know what can happen with social media and other platforms in terms of distributing our content. If you'd like to come on the show and be an insider, you can reach out to us at cainsider at epochtimesca.com. Again, it's cainsider at epochtimesca.com. We would love to have you on the show to tell us what's going on in your field in California. Thank you for watching.